comes to my farm. These are my two horses, Eleanor and A.T. Come right in. Previously, Farmer Frank had been praying for rain for his crops and was blessed by the events that Eleanor and Nate recalled from the Bible involving creation, the fall, and the drought. Frank's farm and crops were richly blessed by the rain God had sent. And now, we catch up with Farmer Frank in his barn milking the cows. Frank's farm! Frank's farm. <laughs> Farmer? <coughs> yes, Dainty? What are you doing? I'm just milking Matilda. Oh, Farmer. Hello, everyone. Hi, Eleanor. How's it going? Good. It's really wet outside. There are huge puddles that are very deep. Yeah, they are really fun to gallop through. That must have been the biggest rain in history. Not quite. I will tell you an amazing account from the Bible. Yeah, I think I've heard that one before. May I help you tell it? Sure, the more the merrier. We can share the story. I'll go first. This is the account of the Bible found in Genesis 6. God saw that the earth was very evil. They did evil in the sight of God continually. God was sorry that he made man and was very grieved that they turned against him. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But God saw that Noah was righteous in his sight. Noah? Who is Noah? Noah was a man that walked with God and raised his family to love and serve God too. Take it, Eleanor. God told Noah that the end of man was coming because the earth was very wicked. Then he instructed Noah to make an ark out of gopher wood, to make rooms in it, and to cover the inside with pitch. Then God gave him the dimensions of the ark. He told him to make it with a length of 300 cubits, a width of 50 cubits, and a height of 30 cubits. God also told him to make three decks in the ark. He also told Noah to make a window and a door. Then God explained that he would send a flood over the whole earth to destroy all mankind. Noah did his best to warn others, but they did not listen. Then God said to Noah, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you, and of every living thing of all all flesh you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you they shall be male and female of all birds after their kind of animals after their kind and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive and you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. 
Then Noah did all that God said. Your turn, farmer. Then God told Noah and his family to go inside the ark, which includes his wife, sons, and sons' wives, which was eight people all together. He told Noah to take seven of each clean animal and two of each unclean animal. Why seven of each clean animal and two of each unclean animal? Because the clean animals were going to be used for sacrifices and the unclean animals would repopulate the earth. Then Noah took his wife, sons, and his sons' wives into the ark. Then all the animals entered the ark two by two. After everyone was in, God shut the door behind them. God shut the door? Yes, Daisy. God had a plan to repopulate the earth with Noah, his family, and their descendants. God cares for animals, too. Like us? Yes, Daisy. Your ancestors were on the ark. The flood was on the earth for 40 days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark and the ark rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved on the surface of the waters. The waters even covered the hills and the mountains. The water would have to be so high to cover the mountains. They were very high. Every living thing that breathed out of its nose that was not on the ark died. Only those on the ark remained alive. The waters remained on the earth for 150 days. Oh, the next part is my favorite. Can I please tell the rest? Sure, Eleanor, take it from here. God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him on the ark. God sent a wind and all the waters lowered. The Bible says the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained. At the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. Then on the 17th day of the seventh month, the ark rested on top of Mount Ararat. The ark rested on a mountain? Yes, Mount Ararat is located in eastern Turkey today. Wow, farmer! Anyways, the waters continued to lessen until the 10th month. On the first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains were seen. Then, at the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window that he had made. Then he sent out a raven, who went back and forth until the waters had dried up. He also sent out a dove to see if the waters had receded, but the dove found nowhere to rest, so she returned back to the ark. A week later, he sent out the dove again. Then the dove came back with an olive branch in her mouth. That meant that the waters had receded. So a week later, Noah sent out the dove again. The dove never came back. What happened to the dove? Did it get hurt? The dove never came back because the waters receded and the dove found a place to live. In the 601st year, the waters were completely dried up. So Noah removed the canopy of the ark and looked. He saw that the waters dried up and the ground was dry. Then God said to Noah, Go out of the ark, you and your wife, and your sons and your sons' wives with you. Bring out with you every living thing 
of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah, his wife, his sons and his sons' wives, and all the wildlife went out of the ark. Then Noah took every clean animal and made sacrifices unto the Lord. Then, when God smelled a pleasing aroma, he said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth still remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Then God blessed Noah's sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, and on all that move on the earth, and all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be your food. I have given you all these things, even as the green herbs. But you shall not eat flesh, which is life, that is its blood. Surely, for your lifeblood, I will demand reckoning from the hand of every beast. I will require it, and from the hand of man. From the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and his sons, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off the waters of the flood. Never again shall I flood to destroy the whole earth. Then God said, this is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. The water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all the flesh on the earth. Wow, that was the first rainbow ever! Yes, it was a covenant between God and Noah. And that is the account of Noah and the flood. It went from Genesis chapter 6 
all the way through verse 17 of chapter 9. That was beautiful! I most certainly agree. That was almost four chapters of meat! Nay! Nay! And well, the sad thing is that many unbelievers do not believe in the flood. They believe that the world is millions of years old. But science proves that the world is young. The Bible says that it is approximately 6,000 years old. They think that fossils and rock layers were formed over millions of years. But actually, during the year of the flood, the ocean waters picked up plants and animals on the land and buried them in sequences of mud and sand layers where they became fossils. The flood left behind layer upon layer of rocks and fossils in the present spread right across the continent. We even find huge numbers of fossils of sea creatures in the layers, including on what are now on the tops of mountains all over the world as further indication of global catastrophe when the ocean waters totally flooded over the continents. Another sad thing is that some people use fairy tale illustrations that look like cute animals on a fun boat ride. The flood account is a righteous and holy God judging a wicked world with a worldwide flood showing mercy to Noah and his family and the animals. Atheists love to mock the Bible using these illustrations. Those illustrations also teach kids to think that the flood isn't real. That's terrible. It is terrible. Remember kids, the flood is a true story. It's not just a cutesy fun fairy tale. It is a true account from a holy God who judged a wicked world and showed mercy to Noah, his family, and the animals. And thank you to Answers in Genesis for showing everyone the truth of God's word. Amen. Amen. kids, I hope you are listening, because coming up is Farmer Frank's three-question quiz. Alright, here is the three-question quiz. Question one, how many people were on the ark? The answer is eight. Question two, what mountain did the ark rest on? The answer is Mount Ararat. Alright, here's question three. What did God place in the sky as a covenant with Noah? The answer is a rainbow. Alright, thank you for joining us for Robert Frank's three question quiz. Hello kids. Today we are going to share the gospel with you using something called the Romans Road. That's the road I built way back when. No, Farmer. The Romans Road is a way to present the gospel using verses from the book of Romans in the Bible. And the word gospel means good news. Now the first thing to realize is that all have sinned. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that is against God. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
That's right. Now the second thing to realize is that the cost of sin is death. Remember, when God told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed God, they would surely die. The Bible says in the first part of Romans six twenty three, the wages of sin is death. Now here comes some good news. God sent His Son Jesus into the world to pay that penalty for us. He died a brutal death on a cross so that we could be with Him someday. The Bible says in Romans five eight, but God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, here is the fourth thing: Jesus died on the cross so that you can be with Him when you die. If you choose to accept Jesus into your heart, you can be with Him in heaven forever. But if you reject Him, you will be separated from Him in hell forever. The Bible says in the second part of Romans six twenty three, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So if you put those halves together, the whole verse sounds like, "For the wages of sin is death." But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now the last thing to realize is, if you confess and believe in Jesus, you will have salvation. Like Farmer said, if you accept Christ, you will be with Him in heaven after you die. The Bible says in Romans ten nine through ten, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If you would like to accept Jesus right now, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. Please forgive me for saying against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins, was buried, and that God raised Jesus from the dead. Please come into my heart and be my Lord, Savior, and friend. In Jesus' name, Amen.